0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will live. Welcome to Text Talk. We're so glad that you've tuned in to the program today. On this episode of Text Talk, we'll be looking at Acts chapter 20, more of that conversation between the Apostle Paul and those elders from the church at Ephesus. Down on the shoreline of Miletus. Edwin, what is our text for today?
1: As you said, Acts chapter twenty. I'm gonna start in verse twenty two. I'm gonna read the rest of the conversation all the way down to verse thirty five, although it doesn't seem like much of a conversation. It's a little bit more like a sermonette. Twenty two like to thirty five. Like a homily.
0: Maybe a dialogo. <laughs>
1: Wow. And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem constrained by the spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor is precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Okay, Andrew, got a question for you. What's that, Edwin? Put yourself in Paul's shoes. You're going to go hold a gospel meeting somewhere. You're going to be preaching in some town and you start being told by the Holy Spirit, when you get there, you're going to jail for this. How do you feel about that?
0: I got to tell you, I really admire the Apostle Paul's courage in the face of this knowledge that uh, when, uh, you know, like the prophet Jonah got a message he didn't like, uh, he went the other direction. But here the Apostle Paul persists on, and he tells those Ephesian elders... He doesn't think that they're going to see his face again. When you know you're going to change, when you know that you're going to be in prison, when you know that uh, that the road ahead is going to be bumpy, uh, I think that's a time to make a choice. Are you going to walk with the Lord or are you going to leave the Lord? He's willing to walk with the Lord, and that's a fine example for all of us.
1: He knows that trouble
0: is coming. He knows
1: he's going to get to Jerusalem. He doesn't know how it's going to end. In fact, as we pointed out yesterday, he says, I'm not ever going to see you guys again, but it sure does look like he probably does get to see them again. However, however, he, he has the idea that this is going to be death. This is going to be death. That's not what happens in this imprisonment. In this imprisonment, it seems that he gets to be free mm-hmm. and then he gets to continue on preaching, but he does end up eventually being imprisoned and executed there in Rome. But he says, I, I do not value my life. My big value here is not that I get to keep on living. That's the thing I'm wanting to think about right now. What
0: do I value it what occurs value. to me that value is, is really all over this speech. Um, one of the values I guess he that, that he brings up is he reminds these leaders of the church at Ephesus, ...about their role and their position in this precious church of God. Talk about the value of that in verse 28. Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers... ...to shepherd the church of God, which he, I think you read, obtained. Mine says purchased with his own blood. What is the church worth to God? It's worth the blood of Jesus Christ... Jesus has laid down his life to redeem us. Jesus held nothing back. And so in that respect, I think we see the Apostle Paul Walking in the steps of the Savior, even at this time, he's willing to lay down his life.
1: Wow, that is so good. I wasn't even thinking in those terms, but, but what we have is God saying, "Here's what I value." And Jesus, when he comes into this life, he's he's in this world. He's experiencing it as a human. He gets to experience the joys and pleasures, the the hardships, the difficulties, and and he is heading. Straight towards death, mm-hmm. there in Jerusalem, yeah, walking to the cross, the exact man. city that Paul is going to right now,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and what did he value? Jesus did not value his own life. What did he value?
0: Yeah, he was valuing the glory of God. He was valuing the souls of this world that he's come to redeem.
1: Yeah, he was valuing me.
0: Mm-hmm. He was valuing you. He was valuing Paul. And so
1: now Paul, it's basically the shoes on the other foot. He is also heading to Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit is revealing to him that your time in Jerusalem is going to be similar to your Savior's, and so now the question is, what do you value?
0: So you've got also this parallel, I guess, uh, activity here. that The Holy Spirit is showing to Paul, you have hardships ahead, but then it is also Paul in turn communicating to these leaders of the church at Ephesus, you have hardships ahead. There's going to be wolves come in and from among yourselves, what are you going to do about it? It's going to test your values. Are you going to be a wolf? Or are you going to be a faithful shepherd?
1: What, and I'm, I'm just sitting here worried, concerned, thinking about me. Mm. What, I'm, I'm just asking myself this question. What is it that I value? Do I value popularity? Mm-hmm. I, I fear that sometimes I do all too much. Do I value money? I fear that sometimes I do all too much. Do I value prosperity? Mm-hmm. I, I fear that I do all too much. I You know, one of the things that often happens is people are talking about the Bible. Have you ever experienced this, Andrew, where you're talking to somebody about something, you're explaining, well, here's here's this Bible verse, and it sounds like it's this. And somebody responds, or maybe even you have said, I have said, I know I have. Well, God would not be asking us that. Nobody would ever expect anything like that. Uh, you know, th- because that would mean death and God would never expect
0: that. I, I think there's often a temptation to equivocate in some way, some of the more difficult teachings. And interesting to that, what you might find difficult or I might find difficult, someone else may not. Kind of depends on your area of, I don't know, experience, Experience, maybe uh, temptation or weakness. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what we find to be hard teachings, we want to say, well, that that surely can't mean what it says. Yeah,
1: because because I think sometimes we come to the scripture all the time. We come to the scripture with our own set of values. Here's what I value. And surely God values exactly what I value exactly the same way I value it. And so therefore he could not possibly be saying this thing over here because that would devalue what I value. But Paul is not saying surely, surely I'm not going to suffer. Surely I'm not going to go to jail because my life is too valuable. No, what he says is, I don't value my life. If I go to jail, if I get beaten, if I get executed, all I value is the glory of God and the work of God and getting that word out and getting it to more people, which of course allows him when he does end up imprisoned, Uh to get that word to folks in the prison. He's going to write the letter to the Philippians saying, hey, I see a silver lining. I mean, yeah, it stinks to be under house arrest. It stinks to be chained to this soldier. But let me tell you what's been happening with the gospel. And and it's been strengthening other people to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's even made its way into the household of Caesar. It's really not such a bad thing because what do I value? Paul saying, I
0: value the glory of God and his gospel and the saving of souls. And he can say with integrity, list things that he does not value. Okay, so uh, verse 33 that you read, I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. That has not been what is driving me. That is not what my life is about, about money, about nice clothes. That's not it.
1: When Paul talks about the qualifications of elders when Peter talks to the shepherds, they're both going to have this this similarity of talking about don't do it for gain, don't do it for dishonest gain. What's the value? The value here is not getting money. The value is serving God. Certainly we understand someone whose life is devoted to the work of the Lord, is allowed to earn living. He is allowed to be supported by that. The farmer is allowed to eat from the fruit. We we understand that. But Paul here points out, that's not why I was doing this. That's that's not the key. I haven't coveted. Thank you very much for the support you've given. Again, that letter to the Philippians, that's what that's all about, is a thanksgiving for how much they had supported him Mm -hmm. in his work. And yet, he says, that's not why I'm doing this. That's not what I valued about this. I valued the opportunity to proclaim the gospel.
0: Yeah, and isn't it interesting how uh, he shows himself to be a worker, a laborer, Um, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but it does occur to me there's actually a word about that in this letter to Ephesians. Let him who stole steal no more. Rather, let him labor, working with his hands what is good that he might have to give to those who are in need. But the, the Apostle Paul, you know, he shows himself as that example. Verse 35, remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. What has Paul held back? Nothing of the truth nothing of the ministry, nothing of his heart and his life. He has laid it all down. He has been the giver, and it is blessed to be the giver for the sake and for the cause of the Lord.
1: He gave. He gave ultimately. He gave all. He gave his life. He went to the cross. Why did he do that? Because we had done so much for him? No, he did that because he valued us. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: That's the thing that I keep driving back to. This is one of those things, as we're talking about this, This was not the plan for today's blog post or this podcast because I want to say to everybody, this is what I'm doing. You need to get this right also. This is one of those, let's spend 15 minutes talking about this because I need the reminder. This is one of those things I I often end up in the place on this one where I, in my prayer, I'm, I'm praying, God, I value you above everything. I value the gospel above everything. I want you more than I want anything. And then I have to follow it up with, and Lord, please help me to actually mean what I just said, Mm. because I know myself way too well. And that's not, that's, that's not where I am. Mm. I value far too many things. This is, this is a growth thing. And I know I have a long, long way to go uh, regarding these values.
0: Well, we'd love to hear about um, what you're learning, and uh, maybe some of the priorities and value shifts that that uh, you've made along the way in your walk with the Lord, or some things you're considering right now. Send us an email about that. Text talk at dot org. Text talk at dot org. Would you pray with me? Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you so much for the day you've given us. Thank you, Father, that we might be able to read together from Acts chapter 20. And, Father, to search out our own hearts about our values, about our priorities. Help us, Father, to choose this day to love you first, to love our neighbor, and to know that you'll take care of all the rest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.